You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. Welcome, Brittany, on the podcast. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's great. COVID-19 podcasting. Uh, I mean, as I've only seen the five walls of my apartment. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I live in Queens. I have three and a half walls. Um, Right. Right. And I've just been drinking wine and masturbating a ton and really thinking about who I want to be when this pandemic is over. Um, So So that's the worst part. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the worst part. I'm like, I'm also being reflective. (laughs) Too much reflection now too much reflection that's why i'm escaping home to miami tomorrow i'm like i need to go to a city where nothing matters i need to go to a city where people are just hot and dehydrated like hello like that's it um so i'm fine i'm losing my mind probably steadily but i'm good otherwise oh well so it's always like it's it's funny because you're one of the few other people that i've met on twitter that have been on the podcast so i think like this podcast is not just going to become twitter fence recording now at this point that would be like a very cool angle for you to take like you know i know that's what i'm saying like at this point just interview people that i barely know on twitter yeah like, like yeah. hey what do you do okay you're like oh are you single oh, it doesn't really matter I... this is all all topics so right you're so fine. who cares anyway that's it yeah exactly um, yeah no i think that's a that would make it very very unique yeah this is like a we are i love our story i don't even know how we met on twitter i think it, what did you did you just see something i posted and you were like god she's hilarious do you want me to say that? I don't remember what it was, but I'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I already said okay. it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> no, I know. I, I posted some. Everyone's always like, who are you recording a podcast with? And I was like, this guy, he's like, great. He's so cool. Like, we're friends now. I met him on Twitter. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, man, the internet's not all that bad. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you have to. And it's always interesting with Twitter. You can easily see the negatives of Twitter and be like, oh, that's weird that you meet people but it's like I think at this point when you realize that you could actually connect with people on Twitter then it makes it less I guess creepy yeah no it absolutely does yeah um and I say you're connecting over conversation it's like hinge or or any other dating app um and I also feel like you know someone's social media I've always said this I feel like someone's social media is a pretty good judge of like who they are like you know what a little bit's like don't judge a book by its cover and like for sure people like exaggerate things and social media can be a very curated version of only the best moments of a certain person's life but on that same token I also feel like when you look at like my social media or your social media, what you see is what you pretty much get, right? Like, I, you know, like if it's, it's, it's never really that far off because if it's, it's either a direct reflection of a person or it's what they want you to think is a direct reflection of them. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Think of like someone's uh, photo and header 
as like the cover and then the Mm -hmm. tweets are like the pages there you go yeah yeah Yeah. and if you look back at mine i have a very very long lengthy book about talking about my vagina and weird things that my mother says and (laughs) i wouldn't change it for the world (laughs) so the worst part with me is i've been on twitter for more than 10 years so i have no idea what i said 10 years ago because that's just oh damn yeah so i I would love to just download my tweets and just be like hey you know what delete this shit I, I don't remember ever thinking that word for real. I would too. I think I've been on Twitter for I'm on my 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 page right now. Let me see. Yeah, I have been on Twitter for more than 10 years too. shit. Yeah, December, yeah, so. December 2009. Like, like when I'm college shit. Oh, my God. I said some dumb shit. I was probably yeah, like, so did I. I was, probably, I was also probably drunk too. Oh, my God. I was like drunk. <laughs> yeah. And I was probably like, LOL, 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 LOL. I took too much Adderall. Like, you know. God only knows the dumb shit that's on there. I don't know if it's incriminating as much as it just is like probably baseline embarrassing for me, but eh, you know, yeah. But anyways, today we're going to talk about red flags. Ooh. It was amazing. So it was really interesting before one of the things I was like trying to figure out before starting was that I felt like red flags felt similar to deal breakers. Yeah. But I figured out what the difference was. I'm, I'm so interested that- in hearing. Yes. So deal breakers are things that show you a relationship will never work or won't be good for you. And then red flags are like hints slash signs that there may be underlying problems. So it's not as direct as deal breakers, but sort of things to like at first you may be like, hmm, I don't know, but I don't know, whatever. So it's not as direct as deal breakers would be like if someone was to be abusive then that's a deal breaker Mm -hmm. but a red flag would be like attention or communication is decreasing that's not as obvious right away but you may think like huh you know he seems a bit distant but i don't know yeah 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 no i'm with you i can get on board with that um i also think if if you don't mind if i can like you know show share my definition of it too so and i only i i arrived at this in part thanks to your wisdom just now with sharing what your definition (laughs) of it is um deal breakers also implies that like you're also in it already with someone right so it's like the red flags are like the breadcrumbs that they leave you on the way to dating you know like the things or or early on in dating like the things that you see like how you said um the signs the symptoms like parts of their personality that start to poke out before they're ready to show you and for me the deal breaker is like the full monty like they've shown it you know and it also implies you're already in it enough with them that it's like oh i need to i need to go like a red flag you you still stick around through unfortunately sometimes but a deal a deal breaker is like the oh yeah he hit me bye or like, yeah. oh, yeah, I caught him lying about something absolutely major and integral to his life. See ya. You know, so um, but they go hand in hand. They're a marriage, if you will, I would say. Like I, I was asking because I, I think I had this idea for the podcast for a while, but it just never got through with it. So I had to go back and I remember I was asking friends what their red flags were. And then like, I think if you think about it, those sort of make sense because at first you don't really notice it as quickly. So someone being possessive is not as obvious right away but you do see the signs of it 
So like it's if someone is being possessive, they probably especially early on is not as obvious where you're sort of like, that's weird that you did that. But um, OK, yeah, but then that's where then it eventually becomes a deal breaker if 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 it manifests further, like, OK, where did I go besides acting possessive and then it's more I guess like I don't want to say acting because then at that point you would know but it's sort of like if I don't know someone didn't want you to see their phone for some reason that's sort of like a sign but then I guess the act would be like like, hey let me see your phone it's like wait what the hell like yeah 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 yeah. no totally or it's like yeah the red flag is he got weird when I accidentally looked at his phone the deal breaker Mm. is that motherfucker went to the bathroom, didn't know that I saw his passcode. I unlocked, I went in there, and I found out he's got three other girlfriends. Deal breaker. Like, that's how right. that's how it spirals. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's so true. And that's interesting that you say the possessive thing, because I feel like, like, our society has glorified that, right? Like, I don't know why. I don't know why either, but it's, it's all in that pattern of toxic, abusive love, baby, where it's like, yeah, he gets really angry all the time. And even if I have a male coworker, he can't stand it or if I if I tweet about another guy he gets upset or whatever the case is and it's like we have been programmed to think that that means my god this person's so into me when it's like no 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 they have very unhealthy attachment styles and they're they're trouble yeah another one that was brought up was oh which is like weird because I, I I understand these but then it's always kind of hard to like visualize that what would that look like as a red flag so like projecting insecurities that one yes but then i guess it's tricky because then i guess it depends on how someone projects their insecurity yeah it does and i think that's also that's that's one that's a little bit more buried too like you have to really Mm -hmm. have an understanding of human psychology and human tendencies too and also like you might completely miss the fact that someone's projecting onto you if, like, God forbid, you and that other person have the same insecurities or the same level of trauma, too. Like, you that you might completely miss the fact that they're projecting their bullshit onto you because it could just feel like home, right? Like, it could just be like, oh, well, we have the same weaknesses. And at this point, it's just, like, bumping wounds. It's just, like, bumping trauma um like it's like if two very jealous people date each other and they both get like (laughs) right and they're both getting really possessive and angry like you're not gonna think that's a problem because you're both the fucking same so you're just like oh that's just that's just what we are that's just it like we just we're we're just really into each other so we get really possessive and picky um and it's like no you just both need to go to therapy maybe separately and maybe also as a couple like you need to figure your shit out yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) this other one which was like difficult to like sort of thing was sort of the no transparency which what is that so so like i I guess like at that point the way i sort of think of it is i can uh, because i I know we spoke about this before but i love therapy because i love being able to have someone to like call me out on my bullshit oh yeah (laughs) so one of the things like my therapist has called me out on is deflecting so Mm. i'm really good at deflecting and i don't mean that as like a you know you know you pat on my back more it's It's just more yeah it's not like when i tell people i have two i had two abortions and i was making a joke for a really long time where i was like i'm just so good at getting pregnant and people were like (laughs) stop and i was like okay (laughs) it's a joke sorry go on deflecting that's what i was doing okay sorry right exactly right 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 right, right, right. i got you i No, so the thing with me is that, like, I I don't deflect on purpose. It's just that it's become such a great defense mechanism Mm -hmm. that 
at times like it'll be like cool if someone asks a personal question that I'm just don't want to answer instead of just saying I don't want to talk about that I will find a way of diverting it so even if you know it would have been easier I guess for me to just say hey you know what I don't really want to talk about this I'm going to go with the huh, how do I change this conversation so I guess in a way I would understand like if I'm meeting someone for the first time through a dating app and they're asking questions and I'm sort of like, mm, how do I not answer this? It would come across as like weird. It's like, oh, what are you hiding? It's like, I'm not really hiding anything. I'm just not really good at talking about personal business, I guess. Or I don't know if that's deflecting either. I think that's just so, not to go against everything your hardworking therapist has been has been trying to, to work on with you, but um, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's deflecting either. Like you can absolutely have a personal boundary when it comes to that. Like somebody can ask how you're last relationship ended and you can be like I'm not ready to talk about that or or someone can be like what's your relationship with your mom or brother or sister or whatever and you could be like I'm not ready to talk about that um so I don't know I'm in favor of you I I and you're a Scorpio so I know this too y'all love your you y'all love saying no and you love your privacy and your boundaries and I I've dated many yes. Scorpio I know that <laughs> and I, I my father's a Scorpio it's why I've dated many Scorpios and y'all are like I'm not answering this now because I fucking said no and I'm like whoa like you know but I also know that on the other end of the spectrum on the receiving end people can read that as like well if you don't want to answer clearly the answer is bad kind of mm. thing um but i don't know it's like I, I i don't know if that's necessarily deflecting per se as much as i just think you have boundaries and it's god it's like dating is so hard especially early on like being able to be we we talk about it like it's easier than what it is but it's not that easy to be that direct when you're getting to know somebody right like it's right because just... because i think the issue is that if you're if you're direct then someone's gonna think whoa whoa you're too direct yeah <laughs> like so then what do you want <laughs> on either end of the spectrum yeah no i'm the same yeah. way like i like i've been seeing people and like i'm like two three four dates in and i'll be like i really like you and then like these guys are like Whoa! and i'm like well what the fuck do you want me to do like i like let's not waste each other's time it just is what it is i'm like very into you that's it but i'm also very direct in the sense when they're like date number one why did your last relationship end? And I'm like, he used to hit me. Like, and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, you can either tell the truth or conceal it. Even if I hide the truth from someone, it's not going to change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It, it's like, it's like that, that, that thing where someone wants uh, transparency, but then when you give it to them, they're like, wait, I didn't want that much transparency. It's like, so transparency is pretty much 100%. You can't say like, tell Absolutely. me 80% of it, because then I'm lying. Right? Something is not yeah. sort of transparent. The entire inherent yeah. definition of transparent is you can't see all that shit, bitch. Like, it's all the way out there. And it's like, not many people have the emotional intelligence to like, handle that. Like, there's either there's people who embrace things. And they're like, I want to know what it is. in it's fullest sense upfront in the most direct way possible. And for that's how I operate. Because I'm like, well, that's a very authentic way of living, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's just see what the fuck is going on, what you're about, what I'm about, what you're thinking, what I'm thinking. It saves, so, it saves, oh, everyone, so much time and so much money on edibles. Like, just, <laughs> like, just to just get there and that's it. Or there's people that, like, I also understand that shock value for people, depending on how you're raised, depending on what your experiences are, to have somebody just be that, like, it is what it is, can be a little bit like, huh. You know, like yeah. culture shock, communicative shock, you know?
Oh, I remember another thing. And, and that's that's one of those things where it's sort of how do you... And, and, and then I remember one thing I read was sometimes early on dating where a red flag is not being emotionally invested, which I thought was like kind of weird because... And, and I don't mean that like in... At first, I can be honest that I'm not the most emotionally available person, hence Scorpio, right? Uh, so, and then someone being too private. So it's sort of like the emotional invested. It's like, I feel like nowadays, especially with dating, you can't be too emotionally invested early on. It's like, it's sort of like there's no... Let's get into this. Yeah, no, yes. go, no, go on. Go. Uh, sorry, go. not to yes, cut yes, you yes, off. Yes. Um, no, no, no. As a young woman who was in an abusive relationship and has just now in the last year started to really date and re-put herself out there. These are hot button conversation topics for me. So what is emotionally invested, right? Like, that's what I want. I want you to define that, Tony, because I'm curious because I'm, I think sometimes people when I'm like, well, I know what I like. So I just say it and declare it and then zero in on it. And they're like, you're invested. I'm like, I don't know if I would go invested. Like, I'm not yeah. giving this man money. I'm not like rearranging my life for him. But these like, are stocks. You're not- <laughs> these are stocks, bitch. Like, it's not a life or death situation. But like, am I willing to like maybe forego other options for this person? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or am I willing to like continue to see this through and put a little bit more time and energy? What is emotionally invested early on? What does that look like? Do you think? That's my question to you. What 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 defines as really yeah. emotional? So I think if I had to choose what would be really, and that's just me specifically, is right. telling me you love me too soon. Oh yeah, well that's 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 the only thing I could really think of. Because I think if you've been dating someone for a month or so, and that's the only person you've been dating, then you sort of, you know, I, I think at that point, the only thing you could really do is say like, hey, you know, I've only been dating you. I sort of just want to see where this goes. And then you just play it from there. And I think that's just because I personally like playing things safe, especially when I don't really know someone yet. Okay. But, and I think besides that, I think you just can continue I think if you don't have that open communication then that's where someone saying like hey I like you I was like whoa whoa that's going too far it's like I don't think that's a bad thing to say I think it's just like I I think liking someone is a lot different than loving someone where if you say like you like someone earlier on it's like okay cool so that means you want to continue going out right okay yes so and then you just take everything from there I don't think I think it's to the point where you get to the love category, which is sort of then that's my definition of Oh my two. God, yeah. Yeah. I'm a girl and I would run. Like, and that's like a sign <laughs> of like love bombing. Like I've had that, like mm-hmm. my abusive relationship, that was three years. Like he dropped, and it was like cute. And I'm using hypothetical bunny ears when I say this at the time, because I was very into him too. But he would drop things like, haha, I've been like low key already referring to you as like my girlfriend to my friends. And I would be like, uh, and we were like a month in, or then he'd say things like, yeah, like I wake up every day and I'm like, I think I love this girl and stuff. And like, I cannot believe I missed that. But like, that was something to me that I was like, I don't even know if that's invested at that point, as much as it's like, there's some unresolved shit and we're trying to like rebound or fill a void or whatever the case is. Um, But it's like, yeah, invested is so, I think invested comes down to like, what where you are on someone's priority list that's what i think it really is like where relationships are like maybe you really want a relationship and you're like actively dating to seek that out and maybe this other person's like if it happens word if it doesn't word whatever (laughs) you know um 
but for me, like saying that I'm into someone, like I'm seeing someone and it was like date number two and I ended date number two and I was like, I'm, I'm not really one for playing it cool, but I'm into you. Yeah, I think that's fine. I was like, I'm, I was, I'm very into you. Let me be specific for our listeners. And then he was just oh. like, oh, and I'm very into you. And I was like, cool. But like, I could tell the vibe was completely different after that. And then I was in yeah. my head and I was like, okay, did he not mean it? It was that too much to me. That's not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, yeah, man, we've been talking. We're uh, okay. I don't know. Investment. I think investment comes down to wh- uh, where relationships fall on your priority list and where that person falls on your priority list. And if you're like, this is something I want to see the course on, or if you're like jumping ship, that's where I think it, it, it is. I agree. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. I just feel, uh, I, I think, but I think it's different for everybody. No. Right. Like it's, you know, yeah. for some people being told, Hey, I'm really into you on a first, second or third date for them. That might be like, Holy shit. You know, um, for somebody else, they might not mind being told, Hey, I love you a month into dating if they're feeling it the same way too. So it's like trying to figure out what someone's dating speed is and seeing if it matches up to yours is probably the bigger thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know how you go on job interviews and someone asks, oh, so tell me about your previous job and you can't talk negatively about that? Yeah. I mean, so it's sort of like the same thing when you talk negatively about your exes. 100%. <laughs> like, if someone's just always bashing their ex, it's like, hmm. 100%. All of them? All of them. This episode's about red flags. Numero uno, red flag for me, is when when someone can't at least give a PR blanketed statement about their ex. I don't need to know all this shit up front. We'll get to it afterwards. But if out the gate, he's like, she's fucking crazy. I'm like, nope. That's it. <laughs> it's like it violates human decency, number one, and healthy relationships, number 101. Like, that's it. Yeah. Okay. We got that one out the way. Out that's the like, way. That was, that was the easiest well, one. Well, and I learned this because all of the – I've been in a number – I've been in two abusive relationships. One was very mentally and emotionally abusive. One was physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive. And the consistent thing between both of them is their exes were always the problem. They were always a problem. They were always crazy. They were always the downfall of the relationship. And there was no accountability on their part either. And then I just started to be like, well, in, in general, that doesn't make sense. Like relationships are always 50-50 for the most part, yeah. or 60-40. So like, you know, and at, at, at the very least to not be able to like have enough respect for a partner to be like, yeah, it didn't work. And like shit definitely went down. But I can see that I loved that person at one point in my life. So I'm going to I'm going to do right by them. Like, yeah, maybe I'm not totally over it. Yeah, maybe some fucked up shit happened. But I did love that person. I, I, I'm not going to completely bash them moving. For, I, that's another thing, too. Like, you can't jump ship once you've already said you love somebody. That's the big red flag yeah. with that. You know, I, right. I fucking hate her. No, you don't, dude. You loved her for four years. Like, come on. <laughs> Sorry. You're hitting all no. my, you're every red flag that you've said I've experienced four times over. So I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> this is, this is why, this is why we brought this up. Cause you, I, I, I know, I know I got this. <laughs> I, I, I also know the Twitter feed. So it's okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're like, I see everything, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> um, what was another one? Oh, um, obviously, uh, I, I don't think I mentioned this because I've said possessive and security. So I didn't mention like 
signs of jealousy early on which I guess sort of goes to like jealousy equals like possessiveness and then projecting insecurity. So I feel like those sort of align. I guess jealousy is sort of like the, I I guess you could sort of see that based on, I guess I can say this because personally I've noticed or my friends have told me that, and this is not all of them. So it's easier not to say which friends, (laughs) but some friends have said that their boyfriends at the time were jealous of me. And I was like, uh, I've had that happen never, before. Yeah. We, it's like, we never dated. What, what's the jealousy? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the tea. That's different. Like, you know, you're, you're telling me all the issues in the relationship, but that doesn't mean anything because I've known you for ages. But somehow that, and, and I guess at that point, it's sort of, I guess it's different if it was me, but then if, and, and you were saying the same thing, like if someone was jealous of a coworker or et cetera, it's sort of like, that doesn't mean shit. But then I guess at that point, it's not even, I think at that point, you just realize that there's going to be trust issues. Correct. Yeah. I, um, in the situation that you just outlined, I've had that happen. I was actually on the phone with a mutual friend today who says that his girl's like spiraling because she's convinced that something has happened between him and I. And I was like, no. And he's like, I know. I said, no. And like, that she just got in her head about it. Um, I think like, uh, I think jealousy is a very human emotion and I do think it's different than possessiveness. So I'll start with that. Okay. I think it's very, very normal. I think human beings feel jealous all the time. I think it's, yeah, a, li- sure. it's a little bit normal. I'm not even going to say healthy. If like <laughs> your girl's at an event and you're seeing a guy comes up to talk to her, that it makes you feel some kind of way. Like, whatever. Or I think it's normal if, like, some girl comments on your guy's photo and says something. You're like, "Mm, bitch, back off. Like, I think (laughs) there's a little, like, hunter-gatherer survival of the fittest in all of us that it's it's healthy. And I think that when managed properly, it can keep a spice alive very well in a relationship. Like, a little bit of, like, I mean, I don't know, Tony. You're probably saying, like, you want to date people that are attractive. And, like, it's kind of a flattering compliment to you when you're dating a hottie and you're like oh yeah Yeah. people want her like it's kind of cool that I go out and like people look at my girlfriend or I'm like it's kind of cool that my boyfriend's hot and I know girls know that and like so a little bit of that can like when managed and coordinated fuel the relationship in a good way but possessiveness is a whole other thing possessiveness is like your mind bitch do what I tell you and that's yeah a further advanced thing um in that situation If there's no concrete evidence for why you should be concerned for something in your relationship and you just have an issue with a certain person and there's not necessarily backed by by exhibit A, exhibit B, it's just you being like, I don't like that girl and I think you like her and I don't like it and I think it's happening. Jealousy is always a projection of like, there's something in somebody else that I want in me. Always, on some Mm. level. They're funnier than me. They're hotter than me. Or I like the fact that they work out more or they make more money than me or whatever. And it's really just once you can get to the bottom of that within you, like, why does that specific girl that my boyfriend's friends with bothers me? What is it about her? Okay. You know, like, what? and what is it about her? And that's a direct reflection of what is it that I'm feeling a deficit of in me. That's what I think. So when people just like, it's like if, if you're just picking, I don't know. I remember in my relationship, all the people my boyfriend was actually cheating on me with were like off my radar. And I used to like obsess about one to two girls who I had convinced myself he really liked and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, 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 this is wholly you. This is completely you seeing something in this. Like, I'm not even attracted to them. Like, you are just like manifesting this to be what it needs to be for your paranoia. And he was right. 
as much of a dick that he is, he was right. And it took a lot of therapy to be like, what did I see in so-and-so that really made me go crazy? Like, what did I think was missing in me that she had or whatever the case was? Like, you know, long, again, another long-winded answer on jealousy. And no, 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 no. But I, I always think whenever people convince themselves something's going on or they fixate on a certain person, it's because they're, they're seeing something in that person they want in themselves, ultimately. That makes sense, though. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, I guess this one's a little bit tricky, I guess, because obviously there's a difference between how much someone is being quote unquote secretive. I guess at this point, this was one thing that I saw that I was really curious about where sort of like someone refuses to make their relationship public. Red flag. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was interesting because my friend and I did an episode about, I forgot when it was, I think it was like two years ago. Oh, it's been a while. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we were doing an episode about social media. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like my thing is, like, I think there's a difference between, yes, hey, I'm dating this person. Here they go. And then there's a difference between posting every day about said individual. Like, there's a difference. Correct. Like, if, you know, if, if you build the, like, hey, I'm dating this person. And then that's fine. But you don't have to post about said person every day. And I feel like that's where, like, I guess that gets tricky because, I mean, if one person sees it as a relationship but the other one is sort of not acknowledging it, then what the fuck? I agree. Um, I think posting about someone every day means you don't have a life and your boyfriend Mm -hmm. or girlfriend is your life. So that's an excessive example. But I do think that unless you are like a public figure who for whatever reason needs to remain single or doesn't want, if if it's not discussed up front. Yeah. In general, I think not being public about your relationship is, is a weird red flag. You have to get to the bottom of why that's happening. A little bit. Um, and especially on social media. It's like if you're going to own what your job is and own where you live and own every other part of your life, if you're in it with someone for many, many months, and like I said, they're not like a celebrity or public figure in which like something has been predetermined that you're like, oh, I don't want to post my boyfriend on my social media because blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case You got to sign an NDA to make you sure. You got to send an NDA. <laughs> Get a lawyer, yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah truly. Right. Um, it's like then, yeah, I do think that could be – that, that could be a point of contention because it's also like just like anything else in your life, when you finally choose and select a partner and you really lock in with someone, I would hope you're proud of me. I don't need to be shown off per se, but like I would hope that I am now like a significant enough part of your life that like I don't need to beg you to be shown like or I like you. You just are like, yeah, just like my job is great and my life with my friends is great. My my girlfriend's fucking great. And like, yeah, like it's I don't necessarily need to be more important than the other parts of your life. But if I'm the only part of your life that nobody knows about, why wouldn't it make Mm. me feel some kind of way like, you know, um, there's information is power. And if you're not letting that information out that you have a girlfriend, that's that's telling. That's a little bit telling. Yeah. Right. So it was funny. I was telling my friend. And I've that... been there. Lord knows. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was telling my friends. It's like, you know, I'm like the single friend. So I'm going to wait a while before I tell you that I'm in a relationship. Not because, one, I don't want that public. But it's just more like, I know you guys are going to be shitting on me this entire time. Because it's like. That's a whole different <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's more like, it's like, look, this is the reason why. Because it's like, no one's going to let this go. Right. This is going to be, this is going to be like the recurring joke. Like, you, you realize that as the single friend of the group, even throughout 
the entire time I've been single. It's like, I've always been a single person. So now that I'm in a relationship, it's like, mm, this is, I don't know what the consequences are going to be for that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like my friends would be like happy for me, but they're, they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of jokes as well. That's so like, something oh, too. No, for sure. And I think that there's, <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's, um, I think that brings up a greater point of like, when you start telling people that you're dating someone or liking someone, like in general, like once you start actually talking about a person to your friends and to other people, then it can start to get like, you do like anything else. Information is power, right? Like you just, you, now you start to like give people more information about you and your life and you give yeah. them, and if they're friends and if they're people that are remotely close to you, there's an implied agency to kind of speak to what's going on in your life. Then before you know it, you're not trusting your own devices with this relationship. And you've got a million people that are saying, dump his ass, see it through. You're the problem. He's the problem, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah, getting older Keeping people that like keeping my dating life precious has been one of the biggest and hardest lessons to learn that it's like, no, I think Brittany needs to start just trusting her own gut about who she needs to date and not tell everybody immediately. Once there's a guy that she likes, keep it to herself. Maybe tell mama brave like that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's it. Um, because yeah, you're right. Like you do subject yourself to. You know, on that other token, though, a relationship can't live in a vacuum. So if all your friends are like, he sucks, that's also telling, too, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, because I feel like I usually never bring up someone I'm sort of like seeing per se, like until like a couple of dates in, just because it's sort of like, why bother? All right, cool. If someone's, hey, yeah, because you just don't know at that point, especially with like how dating is nowadays, it's sort of the. I don't know. I guess things are okay now, but I, I, yeah. I don't know what their yeah. perspective is. So you, 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 you sort of force yourself to, you know, I, I guess be more cautious. And, and personally with me is that like, I would feel like I would start off by telling a couple of people. And then if some reason someone else found Ooh, out, I was like, who leaked? Yeah, like, so hmm, y'all bitches I only told four, my back. Like I told four people. Y'all bitches starting the exactly. podcast. Exactly. So if you only tell four, yep, yes. If I mentioned that on the podcast, that's different. But interesting. Oh, my I God. Isn't that funny once you have a podcast? It's so like, funny. Once you have a podcast, you're like, people are like, but you talk about it on your podcast. I'm like, it doesn't, and that's, it breaks all the rules. I will talk about shit on my podcast before I talk about shit in person to people. I'm like, it's different. It's for art. It's for media. It's different. Exactly. It's really interesting because I've, I've had – I. I, I I've always told dates. So it's like, yeah, I'm editing a podcast. Oh, like, oh what's honey. your podcast about? It's like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, I, I, I just realized I opened Pandora's yeah. box, but I don't mind. I, I do, but you know what? Transparency, right? You know, you just, you, you, like, look, it's like, you take it as it is. I, comp- I don't mind being honest about what I talk about. I don't bash or talk about dates. So yeah. I like talking about specific topics because it's sort of easier to go, based off of and and, and sure there's gonna be times that dates will pop up because of topics but i'm not talking about my current dating life it's i I sort of always try to talk about like hey so yeah this time this thing happened last year in a greater sense relates to what i'm talking about and but the idea is like hey so you know you know, this week in Tony's dating life, it's like, no, that's not what it is. Cause no, no, no. I, I don't think but I relate, to, I relate to you point. because I, so, my former podcast right. of which I'm, I'm repurposing it right now, but I did have a podcast, two seasons, violently funny. Um, it's, it's primary focus was domestic violence. 
but like toxic relationships. So it was a dating podcast as well, Mm -hmm. but definitely with the focus on like when that shit goes south and like there's abuse and there's toxicity and, and poor dating patterns and how that bleeds into so many other issues too. But I get you, like I was the most myself on that podcast. Like there, it it truly was for lack of a better Brooklyn kombucha term, like a fucking safe space. Like it was my safe (laughs) space. It was my therapy for two seasons, like to show up that week with a co-host who at the time I had a great chemistry and rapport with, and like with my, with guests that, we all were on the same page. We all were survivors of domestic violence. And like, whether it was, I was getting ghosted by someone I liked, or I was rehashing a really abusive scenario with my ex from three years ago, I felt re- I was un- unapologetically myself. But with that comes its own consequences and its own responsibility. Like I said, there's things that I would say on that podcast that I wouldn't say to someone on a first date. And then that caused anxiety when guys would be like, it's so cool. You have a podcast what's it about and you're on a date with this guy and you're like it's about violence and romantic relationships what's up you know let's talk about and they let's all, talk and about so this funny you like, men yes. do deflect yes. and run from shit so so many guys would be like what's the podcast about and i'd be like domestic and intimate partner violence and guys would just look me straight in the face bug-eyed like a deer in headlights and go Oh, yeah, cool, you know? And, like, you want to get another drink? Do you want to get an appetizer? Drink, like, you know? yeah. But, like, not one of those yeah. motherfuckers has balls big enough yeah. to be like, hey, so not to be bold or whatever, <laughs> but if you have a podcast about it, I assume you're doing this because you're a survivor, yeah? Or, like, what's your connection to it? Like, they just run from it. They get, like, bug-eyed and uncomfortable. And I'm like, he's got to be able to put two and two together that, like, if I have a podcast about this, it's because I went through and <laughs> Hello, you know what I mean? Whatever. Uh, the trials and tribulations of dating, especially as a survivor. Anyways, yes. Yeah. I know, and that was like always like the interesting part because I always say, like, cool, I talk about dating and relationship topics, not, you know, my dating life. So if I said that, I was like, yeah, it's a podcast where we talk, you know, like us single people talk about our dating life on a weekly basis. People will then be like, what? No, I said topics. Right. So topics that can sort of, go along the ways towards dating and relationships. I always then say like, look, I love psychology. So I like understanding why people went through whatever. It, it makes sense though. Cause I minored in psychology and I thought like, you know what? I want to now ex- understand the psychology behind dating and relationship for other people. Cause yeah. everyone's completely yeah, different. It's very, very true. Yeah. And it's, um, that's another, that's a really important thing that you just said too, that I'm learning as well, whether people volunteer that information or not, we are, all different and we are going to approach every romantic dating circumstance in our life based on the experiences that we went through and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to share that with you but it's like I'm catching myself doing that now right like trying to date trying to be intimate and vulnerable again and realizing that I'm popping off or I'm flying off the handle or certain things are making me really uncomfortable or I don't like when I see him do this or whatever And having to take a step back and be like, oh, that's because you went through severe trauma and heartbreak and like abuse and all these things. But also we, we, he doesn't know that, right? (laughs) Like he doesn't know that yet. And he, it's not his responsibility to, especially, you know, I can tell him I could be like, and he could literally be like, I don't want to date someone who I don't want to take on the emotional responsibility of someone who's been through that. And that's a hundred percent valid for him. Right. So it's like, 
just trying to understand like yeah. okay i'm approaching the situation based on what i went through but also like so is he like i don't know who his ex-girlfriends are i don't know what he's been through i don't know what his relationship with his parents is i don't know what has he been cheated on had did he have a hard time with his sexual like nobody knows but we're all making decisions based on what we've already gone through and based on our past experiences and i think if we give each other that grain of salt it makes dating a little bit easier civil like okay cool she went through some shit she hasn't told me about it yet i'll find out but okay let me take that into consideration okay like you know i don't know well it goes back to that transparency where it's sort of like how do you how do you define what's too soon to talk about something i remember one time i was telling someone that on a first date i talked about depression everyone's depressed what like i don't know okay bye i don't know what to do do i just I, i and i didn't mean it like i just threw it out there I just like they they were asking about you know something specific and I was like I don't know I I, I go through this and I was like oh and I didn't like put it as a you know what I'm gonna no, test no, no. Them and see how they respond to the statement no I didn't but it was really interesting because their response was sort of oh well tell me more oh like, you're interested what? yeah yeah oh. yeah oh oh okay so you know you sort of like base it on that and it's not the you know I I understand there's a difference between too much transparency but at the same time it's sort of the you know what? I kind of want you to understand what you're going. Uh, yeah, you're, and I get, love that. And like, into, I, I have know? yet to encounter that at all know. in my dating experiences. And I truly think the next man that I fully commit to will be someone who I who I can be like, I was in an abusive relationship, and his answer isn't terrible or detached or oh or sorry or whatever i think the man i'm i think it's going to be someone who's like i want to know everything (laughs) lay it out there what did he do like tell me what everything you want to tell me and i'll be like here we go like that's it you know because i've yet to yeah like it's weird for me like when guys are like why did your last relationship end i'm not a liar tony like i'm not gonna be like oh i don't know we just didn't get along like no we didn't get along bitch because he used to hit me (laughs) like that's why we didn't get along like (laughs) We were on the same page in the sense that he, we're not on the same page in the sense that he wanted to hit me and I didn't want that. Like, so, like, it's, it feels fraudulent to lie about it. But it's also, yeah, like, I've, I've done that before. I've gone on first dates and had too many drinks. And then before I know it, I'm like, I'm a domestic violence survivor. I went through this, blah, blah, blah. And guys are like, huh? And I'm like, oh, it is what it is. Whether I tell you now or I tell you on date number three, the answer is not going to change. Like, that's it. Like, that's why exactly. it ended, you know? Yeah, if someone gets weird because you mentioned your depression on the first date, then they're not the person for you because that's not a big deal. But you know what? Again, everyone's got different thresholds. Everyone's got different boundaries or whatever. No, I agree. So I'm curious, what are your online dating, like, red flags? I have a few. I have a few, like, online profile red flags, but I'm curious, what a, are yours before I, I get do into, it a like, ton. what I have written down? TBH. I don't like it a lot. Okay. Um... I've been on and off the apps for quite some time, like years, like on and off. I actually like just started actually going on dates through the apps through Hinge. It's a good app. It's my favorite it's so pretty far. Good app. Um, I would be on Tinder, off Tinder, on Bubble, off Bumble. I think I did OkCupid for a little bit, but I never actually bit the bullet and like met someone from the app. And it was a little bit of a safety thing. And another part of it too was like, nobody, it was hard for me to like connect with someone through such a weird way. Like it was hard for me to be like, oh, this guy, I have to date him, you know? Um, Or I have to meet this person. They're so engaging on their profile that like I need to absolutely meet this guy. Um, But in general, yeah, I think um, red 
flags. I usually think whenever he <laughs> just not. Oh man. <laughs> well, let's for starters, if you have your photo of your car as your main default image, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. You know, uh, I don't want to date a Hummer. I don't know. I can't with that shit. And you know, it's, if it seems yeah. too curated, that's weird. I would say this. The biggest one is if he's trying too hard in the answers or trying too hard in the photos, like it's a photo of his Lamborghini or he's clearly flexing or he's a little too like, or he's surrounded by girls in a photo or the answers are you're just trying ugh, hard to be, to be witty and uh, uh, or like a, whatever it is you're trying to be, you're trying to posture on a dating app that you willingly signed up for with the implication that you want human connection, love and sex. And then you're out here trying to dick swing. I'm like, nah, bro, like you are lying to yourself. So that's my deal. Like just people that are themselves, like, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't feel curated. So it, it was funny. I remember I've been told that one deal breaker that's popped up on my profile, which is like interesting that people are just boldly telling me what like a deal breaker is on my right. profile, which is good to know. The deal breaker that I, that they have is one that's Ooh, mine. So, okay. so my deal breaker, and I put it out there because, you know, you might as well be quote unquote transparent is that I don't okay. want kids. If I tell you on my profile that I don't want kids, it means I'm okay. legitimately don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I could understand how some people will see it as, uh, oh, you're just trying to push people away. It's like, huh, I've been doing that for years. It's okay. No, it's like, no, I, that's an honest answer. Like, if I, if I was in my early 20s, I can see why someone thinks, like, that's a weird thing to post up. But, like, once you're in your 30s, especially early 30s, it's like, no, this is, I'm putting this out here as a, take it as you want. So, and it's interesting because that's one thing I've been told on dates. It's like, you know, it's really interesting that you just put like, you don't want kids on your profile. It's like, I guess, but, you know, I, I think that's something I'm adamant about. And I've learned that from other friends who have been in relationships that don't, you know, where one person wants kids and one person doesn't. And then that's always like a divisive issue where like, look, I'm going to put that out there and you take it as it is. If you if you're someone who wants kids and then likes me, I'm really curious if you actually pay attention to my profile yeah. because I, I, I put that out there. It's it's not like I go out of my way where if I find someone attractive. And they want kids. It's like, well, that's my deal breaker. Why would I? That's not a red flag. That's a deal breaker. So why would I want to date someone I know, who wants absolutely. kids just I mean, because well, I find I think it depends attractive. on where you're at. With, I mean, no, I'm, I'm on board with you with this. Um, because I just think even if it's not, I know people would be like, well, why would that matter? Right? Because uh, like if we're not going to necessarily, we don't even know if we're going to get along in this way and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. We're at an age, the both of us, and we've been through so much with dating that I know like I can get into a relationship with someone now and I'm very okay if he doesn't end up being the man I marry, but I'm not going to date someone who doesn't have at least nine out of 10 of the qualities of someone I would want to marry. Because at this point, late twenties, it's a legit waste of time. If not, do you know what I mean? That's like where I'm at with you. Like, it's like, yeah, like, and yeah. that would be weird for me too. Like, 
on a fundamental level, I really want kids. If I dated, if someone was like, I don't, I would be like, oh, okay. Well, it's not like I'm, I'm convinced that you're going to birth mine or that I would want that life with you. But also like, that's interesting to know <laughs> because I think at the, at the core level, our fundamental values are different and bitch, like I'm 29 and my eggs are expiring. I don't have time to date someone whose values aren't do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if I, like, I couldn't date a guy who didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. I couldn't date a guy who didn't have a good relationship with his parents right now. It goes for a bunch of different things, but I think you do get older, you go through some shit and you start really getting serious about like, it's cool if you're not my one and only forever, but I want to start dating people that could be. Otherwise it's like a legit waste of time. Right. Like it's like a, okay, what are, what are we doing? It's not college. Exactly. Who like in college, you really yeah. don't care about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, we're I'm here seriously. for a good time, not a long time. You're like, but... I might not even graduate. Exactly. Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like at that point, you're you're sort of like in the I don't know what the fuck's the future. But like once you reach, I, I don't know, especially late 20s, early 30s, there's like a lot of things you just don't no. really give a shit about. Like you thought about when, in your early 20s. And that's fair, because at that point, you're sort of. This is who I am as a person. Then that's if you it. don't agree with this, yeah. then fuck off. There's no, and, you have you yeah, way exactly. too much time and energy and emotional currency trying to change yourself for one motherfucker. When like you could be, too, you're going to change yourself for someone who you might mm-hmm. end up meeting that that likes you exactly how you are. And it's like another thing about that too is like when to have sex with someone. Like I still toggle with this too, and I'm like, oh my god. Like if I'm 29 and like you're late 20s, 30s can we just be adults about this and not like go see each other? Like if the date goes well and obviously there's something there, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Please men give up this conquest concept, the complex that you fucking have. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, ugh. there's certain things that it's like, we have to graduate past the like ego. We have to graduate past the game playing. Please stop watching my stories, but not answering my text messages. Please stop. Please stop playing it cool. Please stop. Please. You know what I mean? Like, you're either, and if you want, no, my, if you want to fuck around, just be like, I don't want to fuck around. Yeah, like, I ahead. don't want to settle with anyone, and then I know where to compartmentalize you. But also, it's a red flag if you're in your late twenties and early thirties, and you're still like fucking around a little bit. Sorry, like you know, like you're like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Like he's here, he's there, yeah. he's everywhere. That is a red flag at some point. You know, I don't know. I'm cranky. Anyways, going. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, and I remember one of the things that she was telling me early on, where she was like, hey, so he saw my story, but then reply back to my text. What's going on? Are, are, are you? Is that what that is? Right now? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing in the other oh, side. Oh, me fencing? Oh, yeah, knives. I am a little bit. My Italian ass is like low-key preparing a dinner for myself. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> No, 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 you're fine. I was like, I I was like fen- what's going on? Are you okay? And you're quarantined. You should be okay. Like, I, I, was should be... Too. I was like, I was like, whatever it is, I'd probably no, no, no. me right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, so anyways, and I remember she was like telling me, I was like, hey, you know, he saw my Instagram story, but hasn't replied back to my text yet. And I was like, I, I don't know, because honestly, and, and, and I've thought, and I've told people this beforehand is that when it comes to like early on dating, I personally don't exchange social media because of that reason alone. Yeah. Where 
Yeah, like like if you want to exchange social media, let's go with Twitter. You know, like let's let's start with Twitter because like Twitter is like more. I think I'm more engaging, and when it comes to like Instagram, it's sort of I don't know. It, it's like an expanded version. I of could I could get behind that. Yeah, right. Because like you know, like when when you look at an right. online profile, especially like Hinge, you go based off a couple of photos and answer prompts. Like that doesn't really tell you much about a person. You know, maybe something pops out. It's like okay, cool, you answered this question when, you know, like, you, you made a joke out of it, and that's cool, so let's see where that goes, or maybe their question was, their answer was interesting, and you right. want to, like, know, know more about that, but then you get into Instagram, and then it's the huge rabbit hole of, like, who's oh, this? yeah, yeah. And you're t- and and it's, like, it's not, a, a, and, and I've had that happen with friends specifically, where I and my friend and I had a podcast about like having friends of the opposite gender because I have a lot of friends that are women and I've had like pictures like with them and I remember friends will be like hey so who's this it's like it's a friend of mine yeah like, are you sure that's a friend it's like I yes yeah yes, early 20s yes, used I, to be that jealous I, bitch but like, I yes. will be the first person to tell you that the greatest thing that I have gained in my late 20s are platonic male friends and they are they are the best friends that I have and it's very absolutely possible to be friends with someone and there is no sexual component <laughs> it's very possible or like even friends right. that like want that to happen maybe I want it to happen but I know he's got a girlfriend so I'm not going to act on it or like you know he wants it he wants it to happen but he's like yeah it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be like thirsting for it every hour of the day like it's I, if it happened I wouldn't be I'd be down for it but like I also can respect her and have a platonic friendship with her yeah anyways that's a very that's a a gem going into late 20s early 30s for sure I remember one of the things my friend always found uh this was like the first podcast so this is like the progress we've made in terms of uh thought process because i think the first yeah the first podcast was about like online dating and i did it with a male friend of mine and then my friend listened to the podcast and she was like are you gonna have women on the podcast because that's fucking stupid she's she's like like, you need to get something perspective in there daddy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one one of our perspectives, so like one of the things that we never found, we didn't understand, obviously, until then I asked the woman. I was like, you know what? Um, you know, I, yeah, I should have I should have thought about that first. So I never really understood why sometimes profiles were really adamant about saying like not looking for a hookup, looking for something serious, was because I guess people took dating profiles as hookups, even though someone was adamant about saying like, hey, yeah, I want a yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, so like for me, that's not really a red flag as much as more like, you must have had some shitty experiences on this app that you have to now be adamant about saying, not well, here I for this, here for that. Well, I think Tinder blew up a little bit too fast. You know, like people... It was the seamless of getting really your did. dick wet, you know, and it was it was just so easy and so convenient, right. and it blew up so fast because online dating was already this foreign new concept, and now you can do it on your phone, um, and and everything was getting increasingly secularized and increasingly distant with the internet and all these things, um, and it just blew up too much too fast, and it's it it's just since leaned into that reputation like it started getting this reputation of just getting laid quick getting a quick fix like boom boom bam and it's just leaned into it 
you know, and that's just what it is. So I do think now when new apps come out, thanks to Tinder, we immediately have that negative stigma associated with it of like, hey, if you're in it just to fuck, get out. I'm actually trying to like meet someone I normally wouldn't run into in my social circles. But we have Tinder to thank for that. It's too easy, too quick, blew up too fast. And then it, it was just okay. It just became accepted that like you could get on the app and be like, I'm only in LA for one night. What's good? And that's it. And it was just like, well, it's Tinder, right? Like, so, like, that's it. Um, yeah. And I do feel like now with apps like Hinge and Raya and things like that, it's turning over a little bit. We're trying to make them a little... I, I do think Hinge has more relationship vibe to it. It's people act... Raya's the actually... What the fuck is Raya? Uh, not to brag. Not to brag. I am behind... Oh, my God. I am the... I'm you the are the girl. I don't know what this no, is. No, it's a... Not to brag. Not, no, but I don't know what Raya is. If you're someone who has oh, any shit. element of a public yeah. persona to your profile, you can uh, to your life and lifestyle in your profile, you can you can get accepted on Raya, basically. Yes. So, um, as a you need to be recommended by someone, and you need to apply and prove that you have some sort of social or public lifestyle or career, and it's supposed to curate it for like comedians meeting other comedians, uh, sports newscasters meeting athletes, meeting musicians, meeting so on and so forth. So, and it's no, it's it's not a. Yeah, it's not necessarily better. It's just like, hey, if if you okay. are someone who is a performer or in the public eye to any extent, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's for you. But again, like I said, logistically, even compared to any of the other apps, it's not better. It just functions a little differently. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We can edit this out, but I know. I don't know if you got my text. I have to hop on that other comedy show. Sorry. I'm like trying. I was texting her like, when do you need no, me? No, no. She's like, now. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, cool. Yeah, this, this works. Uh, if anything, we could always make like a part two and continue, or we can just like um, leave it as is. It's up to you, whatever you want. I mean, I'm cool with leaving it as is, but it's your show. Like, if you want to keep going, I would love to come on at another time where we could figure something else out. You know, I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's, I, I don't mind like stopping it here. Pretty amazing. You're the best, by the way. This was so, so fun. Yes. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, this was such a great chat. And sorry if I talked too much, but you got me started on all my favorite topics. I would. No, no, no. This is, this is good. This okay. is finally yeah, You were like, this you were is... like, this is a red flag. Yes. I'm like, yes, it is. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, though, for real. All right, cool. Okay, amazing. As you just keep up, there's more content coming from 10 Years Accounting. Support Tony. Donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're going to just like a little, imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use this for the ending of my podcast.